On this episode, we talk about content creation for businesses and how to do it best. With so many different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cubco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Hi guys, welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cubco. So you're tuning in for a dose of marketing and to get what's happening in the ever-changing social media landscape. So today with me, I have Chris Cabanus, our beloved CEO as always. What's up, guys? And then our special guest, Emils. You are special. Who is yeah. our chief creative officer. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have Hello. you. Hi. Uh, yeah. Hi, it's good to be here. <laughs> Long time listener, first time guest. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I'm gonna make it really awkward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how it is at the office. This yeah. is awesome. Great. Great. <laughs> well, we have brought Emils you on today to talk about social media and the best practices here. So, can you start with telling us just three important things to know about you? Yeah. Um. So, I am originally from Latvia. Yes, Latvia. Yeah. it's my favorite country uh, besides Canada besides that I have a large background in production uh, with different kinds of creative uh, stuff Yeah, Uh, meaning uh, photo I used to do a lot of photography on uh, for magazines for uh, cruise ships uh, for uh, corporate world Uh, I used to do documentaries for uh, videos yeah, I used to do graphics also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been all over the place. On what the haven't you done? We should start with that list. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, a different. That's, that's a like thing. a zero list. <laughs> uh, so I've been a bit of like a Swiss Army knife when it comes to yeah. like production yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then thing? for the last five years, almost, I've been here at uh, Cupco. Five yeah, years. It'll be five years in November. What? Oh, October. It'll be five years in October. Yeah. So uh, less than. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That's so it's more than uh, four and a half years. You and Kamal are the longest running employees. Yeah. And yeah. Kamal is our client service director here yeah. at the and Danish company. You guys kind of started like the same week. Yeah. Roughly. Beautiful. Yeah. That's crazy. So I have uh, been part of uh, building this whole uh, yes. craziness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can blame him. <laughs> yeah. And me. So it's been cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are the three uh, facts, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's great, amazing. So, Emils, what do you consider as a good piece of social media content? Yeah, um, yeah. I think there's uh, several things that we look out for yeah. uh, when we're creating stuff. Uh, one of the things is like we call it the thumb stopper, mm-hmm. uh, because apparently there's. Uh, a Statue of Liberty a day that we scroll on uh, the length of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. 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 Per person? Uh, per, per person. person. Damn. Uh, so it's really hard to, you know, you have a one centimeter, uh, sorry, like what, five centimeters on your mm. phone uh, yeah. of a marketing space. So it's, you really have to make it count. Yeah. Uh, building community would be like a, also a, a good piece of content in my mind. It's like brands that are able to create engagement. Belonging. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Like, like this speaks to me sort of thing. So a good example for that would be something like Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, they do content on uh, sorry meme uh, only content yeah uh, and the community is actually really responsive to that and the, the memes that they're making are very only slim jim community, community understands it, it. Yeah. Mm. um something like uh, another uh, good one would be like we'll talk about it maybe also later like liquid death it's very morbid mm. but their fan base is also uh, the same way yeah uh, and all of the things that they talk about uh, and it creates a lot of like user generated content um some brands that also like could do it a lot better would be i would say like makeup brands mm. Um, mm. because they have a huge almost like a cult-like uh, follower base but they're not really uh, working with that no i guess you'd say that the some of them don't really have an edge in terms of like, does this speak to our specific fans? Like those people that love us, would they get the inside joke or would they get the, like Liquid Death, like Slim Jim, mm-hmm. um, there's a sort of a, a shared cultural reference mm-hmm. that I think all brands kind of miss. Not all, like many brands, they mm-hmm. don't know how to develop that cultural language with their followers. That's hard. That's a, yeah. that's the next level. Of and social. maybe also just in <clears throat> beauty, I know there's definitely like hardcore loyalty in there as well for different pro- for specific products. But in the beauty industry, the consumers really have a lot of different kind of brands they test out they use. So there's no really that core loyalty th- towards one beauty brand. It's more towards a single product per se. Yeah. Uh, and then on that note. Yes and no, because mm. you have uh, the consumer, if they don't like the brand, they will have zero loyalty and they will switch off. And yeah. we have, you know, through like train forecast uh, researches, mm. we, we can see that, that, you know, if they they don't like something, they will just instantly switch. Yeah, yeah there's less loyalty. Yeah. yeah. But then you have brands like what we are managing, uh, Olaplex. Uh, and they're just... Huge loyalty. They're mm. huge loyalty. Mm. And they're basically created on the base like on the foundation of their um, fan base yeah yeah uh, that's how the brand started and it's huge yeah. um, so th- i think if you want to build a really strong brand you have to build that community, community. around it mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree nowadays it's you can't have one without the other yeah yeah it's really important uh, and then another the last thing is i think you have to follow the trends yeah. Um, and you have to co- follow the culture that is happening around. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what influences a lot uh, and creates a good social media post because it feels relevant to you. Yeah. Of course. And yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. Taking what's out there and try to spin it towards your own yeah. brand I, in some ways. You can see a lot of like good brands will no more have a, uh, like a very distinct grid on Instagram, for example. It will be a bit of like all over the place. Mm. You can see brands like Bang & Olufsen is also uh, playing around, starting to play around now. Um, okay. It's no more this really, really polished every single picture. Uh, they're playing around, which is yeah. great to see. Like uh, you mm, can I see um, they're reaching out to specific artists mm. to create an interpretation of their brand. Mm. So you can see it's a lot more like uh, a good example is like skull candy right like every five posts is a bit different yeah. so they post in series mm. yeah. um yeah yeah i think that the idea i mean we can talk about a general great 
like what we're seeing from a social media strategy from a visual identity standpoint is it's becoming very fluid, right? Like if you have a core spirit of your brand and a core common language of your brand, you can do a lot. Like you can really, this week we're going like super dark imagery, like dramatic imagery. Next week it's super bright imagery mm -hmm. or it's like next week it's more, you know, um, comical or it's more this, it's that. But as long as you're kind of retaining the core of like with liquid death, would if, if it's morbid is a theme or like a red thread throughout their content, they just have to keep it morbid, but it can literally be whatever they want within yeah. that. So it's, there's a lot of room to play. And I think that's also what we see on social is like brands that are leading are the ones that are playing on social, not necessarily like, oh, it has to be in this box and the grid has to look mm. this way and that way. And it's like, no, it doesn't need that anymore. David said, uh, our uh, chief, strategy. chief strategy officer said uh, that it's only 4% that view the grid nowadays. Yeah. And that 4% is mostly just marketers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's on average, every person. I want to put that, I'm going to put that in a quote. No one can steal that, okay? <laughs> but I love that. It's like, and then it'll be say, not substantiated by any real data. <laughs> it's just like a little asterisk. Like we don't really have stats on this, but yeah, don't fact check it. But, but I mean, don't I, think it's, I think <laughs> don't fact check it. That's I said what most I'll, likely. That's what I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put a, like an asterisk and don't fact check this in really small letters. Yeah. I mean, a grant a brand profile usually only gets like two. Uh, feed interactions right after yeah. a follow so i mean the it, it, the number is significantly small too so the amount of effort focusing on such a small thing it's quite a lot right so you have to kind of do a cost benefit analysis there if it's worth it going for that perfect grid but uh, speaking of this different a good piece of content then what makes a good social creative campaign in your in your guys's opinion like how do you get there uh, from let's say the the problem we want to solve to the end goal yeah uh, I think like social media campaigns have shifted from where they were maybe five years ago. It was a lot more like run and gun. And I think the, you you could call it the big boys have moved in uh, into the game as well. Like the DDB, Ogilvy, you know, mm -hmm. all the, the big uh, agencies. Mm -hmm. And I think with that also the, the big creative directors of, you know, of the industry are there. Mm. So yeah. they are working a lot more and figuring out how we can use social media mm. to really get there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's no longer an afterthought. It's main part of the campaign. Correct. So therefore, like the more traditional styles of creating advertising are so, sort of making their way into social content now. Yeah, so like yeah. big campaigns, like 360, Umbrella, yeah. you know, where everything covers. Mm. I saw, uh, I don't know if you saw this uh, Mountain Dew uh, campaign that they released on Super Bowl. Did you mm. see it? No, I don't think so. So no. the commercial is a um, where they drive a car. Uh, it's all about Mountain Dew. There's insane amounts of uh, Mountain Dew uh, bottles flying everywhere. Okay. And... Uh, they say you should count the correct amount of Mountain Dew bottles in this commercial. Oh, right. Post it on Twitter yeah. and you might win a million dollars. Whoa. And they obviously blew up in yeah. the in Twitter, right? Yeah. So within like a few hours, they get- Everything was Mountain Dew. So Everything Mountain Dew was, was Mountain trending Dew. instead of the Super Bowl. Yes. 
course, mm. uh, which became like a crazy thing. Yeah. And uh, you could say this is a TV ad, but actually, it's a social media. It's ad. a social media ad yeah. mm. promoted on yeah. on TV. It's meant to at the right. It's time. meant to drive mm. traction on social. Yeah, exactly. Not drive traction on TV, and they're not trying to like they're trying to create brand awareness. Yeah. more so than anything else in the biggest way possible that's it that's super interesting and i didn't see that that's a brilliant case yeah i mean yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. how you do it and you could say oh wow million dollars that's insanity but actually the mil the million it, like it costs four million to post that ad on yeah. the on super bowl yeah mm. but the amount of mentions and the amount of exposure yeah, they got crazy. was probably worth 500 million dollars yes. not yeah so the the six million that they paid, well, they probably paid the agency a million, probably production a million, probably the you know, and, and then the ad spend was five million. So they're under ten for the whole campaign, and and it's a gamble to get the five hundred million in exposure, but they did it. And of course, they had a huge uh, influencer like John Cena. Yeah, uh, and he would promote through uh, Fallon yeah. show through. Uh, you know, yeah, every single uh, possible thing. Mm. Yeah, so they're covering their bases as well. They're like, okay, yeah. we if we don't do well here, then at least we have a, a famous person exactly. also attached to it. So and, that gives us some more. Or else it will just create a synergy, right? Yeah, and what a lot of people don't do, they just put a famous person in the ad and then don't run it. But actually the proper way, as we know, is like, yeah. You have to milk that influencer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not yeah. literally, but uh, <laughs> you you have to really. Uh, <laughs> John Cena's nipples. <laughs> That's a meme. <laughs> we but, really milked John Cena for this. But you, you get the most out of it. Yeah. To really. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you have to. Like, you can't just let it. Your contract with that influencer or that superstar has to really like not just be hey star in our thing uh -huh. it has to be like he he also was kind of like using the advantage saw you could see it like he has a new show okay uh, so on hbo like, and he yeah. was dressed up as that superhero oh yeah that's right during the interview yeah. so like i think it's a push yeah. and pull from his side as well mm -hmm. so but anyways uh makes sense it's shifting on yeah. how things are yeah I, I really agree with you that it is it's more um it's grown up. It's it's more like now not something that just brands sort of think of as an afterthought. Oh, we need a Facebook page or we need an Instagram. It's like it is their core channel. It's the 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 channel that's going to give them the biggest um, return on mm -hmm. their investment, right? So I totally agree with you. Like that's uh, that's not to be forgetted or yeah. forgotten. Mm. I mean, content can be many things, right? So what's what's your guys's like uh, judgment based on a good piece of content? Is it based on hardcore data always? Is it just a look and feel, or is it any other? Well, it's all of those things, metrics? right? Like, it's all of those things, and it's also hard to say what is a good piece of content. You have to look at it like over time as mm -hmm. well, because how so? Well, like, can you when you p do a piece of content? Most brands just think of it as that that time and place, mm -hmm. and we'll publish it, and that'll be it. Like. But in large, if you're thinking about your social media strategy in a larger context or in a bigger sort of way, you're also thinking about how do we, that piece of content fits into the greater scheme of either a campaign mm -hmm. or a style or a messaging or sort of a flow that we're trying yeah. to. So just doing one-off sort of stuff, like 
like what Emil's is saying is like that's not really how social is done these days. It's it's thought of in a bigger sort of way, and so just one piece of content isn't going to to make or break the bank. It, it has to be sort of a part of a, something a part holistic, of something maybe. holistic. And then on top of that, it's like you're not just looking at that as that one time. Then you have the opportunity to squeeze that content out and say like, okay, let's take some stills from it. Let's let's post it again in a week and a half or two weeks. Let's do Instagram stories with it. Let's do an Instagram reel with it. Like, yeah. So it's not just seen as just like, here's this one piece of content. Is it good or is it bad? It has to be sort of thought of in a greater sense. Makes sense. In my opinion. Yeah. Do you have yeah. something you want to add? I think to like to, to that, adding like, we are also rethinking how we create these bigger campaigns. And so we're really trying to make sure that there's a problem that we're trying to resolve, mm. that there's research done on both to, to figure out what is the communication strategy, what is the uh, like the actual strategy for the whole thing, like how do we combine them, you know, what is the, yeah. what is the, the core message, then we create a concept, and then only then when all of that is locked in, we start creating like yeah. ideation for concept pieces and then eventually execution yeah yeah and that gives it more legs as well like for example we had a social like a campaign that just started on social is now like we're taking it to billboards and it's ending up like in print and it's like it's having its own new life again because we it is it, based on a strat it's based it's rooted in strategy and human insights it's not mm. just rooted in what do we do today on social? It's it's very much like, so it doesn't matter what the channel is in a sense, other than like when you do produce it for that channel, it needs to have the mechanics of that mm. channel and needs to be really well thought of in terms of yeah. what is this for. But, you know, because of the core, it can be basically on anything. Yeah. So uh, what I'm hearing you guys say is like the foundation and the holistic view is really important, right? And then I think that leads up perfect into to talk about about this part of concepting around a social media campaign or a good piece of content right. emails can you lead us a little bit more into you know how do you make a good con uh, foundation for a concept yeah emails how yeah how emails. yeah Give emails, us how the, oh my god the how to's step one two three <laughs> i don't want yeah. the i want the silver bullet like yeah. quick fix i don't want to wait just tell me how like what i said just now earlier, uh, we have like a systematic thinking of how we want to resolve something. So mm -hmm. it would be first off, like really understanding what is the problem that we want to set out to do. Yeah, usually and it's the problem behind uh, the problem. Yeah. Because usually brands are like, oh, I just want more exposure. Okay, but that is that the problem? Like, mm. what is it that we're really solving for the user of your product or for the market mm. in a sense? Like usually there's a problem there that we need to solve. So. So that's, um, yeah. Then we do like research uh, and really understand like the, the target audience and mm -hmm. what is their pain point. Uh, usually the problem that we wanna fix is something that they have. Yeah. Um, so we wanna put ourselves in their shoes to understand that like, what is the human insight that we you know can tackle. Mm -hmm. uh, and a, a lot of brands do that. Like uh, it's, it's, as I said before, it's, it's somewhat like the classical way of looking at things back in the days like an observation would be uh most women don't look like you know most beauty ads mm. and then the insight is uh it's because most women don't look like 95 percent of the you know uh the beauty ad uh models. in models yeah so the dove back in the days created this real beauty so yeah. it's like 
And it's the same way we're doing things now mm. where we're bringing in, like TikTok is the perfect nowadays example of that, Yeah, is where we have constantly, uh, every single piece is created on an insight mm. because it's- uh, Relatable. It's, it's very relatable. So we create this uh, bigger idea. So, for example, uh, yeah, I don't know, for, for Olaplex, where uh, we talk about that we really don't like that our boyfriend uses uh, our products, our products, right? Yeah. That's that's the women insight for. Uh, yeah, that she's like spent a lot of money on Olaplex and exactly. her boyfriend's using it as body wash. Yeah. So then we just create tons of content around that insight. Yeah. Mm. Um, right. And then it becomes way more powerful because people are like, oh, I can totally relate to this. Mm. Yeah. So they like, they share. My uses my old place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I just want to challenge that a little bit. Just uh, what what if the creative came before the strategy then? Because right now we talk about good pieces of content and campaigns are based on a solid strategy as the foundation, yeah. right? What if we reverse that sometimes what's, it what's can then like yeah so it's not like mutually exclusive like i think mm. or mutually inclusive whatever you want to say because sometimes you do just have this creative spark yeah it's like oh this would be brilliant um and then you back it into strategy <laughs> you basically go okay how do we and that's really a sales tactic on the marketing side or on the agency side is that we have to root it in a strategy we have to go backwards and say but it's not that it wasn't there. Mm. It's just we had to uncover it because it is there. And that's why that creative idea works in the first place. Yeah, It wouldn't work in the first place without it. Yeah. It's just we didn't start there. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's like the existence of, um, uh, you know, something out in the world doesn't necessarily mean that it, you know, doesn't have something that came before it. Yeah. We just have to get to the, what that is. The way I would put it is like, you can come up with a creative idea which will be the best idea ever but maybe it will not solve that problem of the client that they have mm. with strategy you can kind of point more precisely into what do you want to resolve here yeah because yeah. to and create it can sharpen the original idea a lot sure yeah yeah but it the way we the reason why we do it systematically is like because you get a more meat to play with when once you get to the creative part and the yeah. more precise you know because you can go so many directions mm. but the right one only comes from if you have a lot of like strategic insights yeah so we're building on the strategic insights to create like a com human insight yeah, yeah. So i hope equal, it makes sense yeah, yeah so absolutely. equal inclusive i mean that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me yeah absolutely and i think oftentimes like TikTok specifically I mean, we're creating a lot of those, a lot of great content is in the comments. Like, mm. uh, it's so interesting and fascinating to me that a lot of brands are finally opening their eyes to like listening to their community and what their community writes, mm. because that's what actually goes, oh, because you're actually getting a, a, a tapping straight into the source of human insights yeah. by reading comments, because you will see people saying things that will be like, you know, um, you know, I, I must, that girl must really love that man, wow. right? Because he's using, she's letting him get away with using her Olaplex on his body. So then you go, ah, that's another angle into this. So yeah. now it's not just about getting mad about him, 
what if we did a campaign where it's like, if you love your man, you mm. let him wash his body with Olaplex. <laughs> then there's another, there's some more meat to play on, which is yeah. that insight and that also that that connection to the community. So it's like you really can tap into yeah. those things. Uh, Feeding you different way. ways to execute on yeah. or the yeah. same insight. So for example, there's a brand called uh, Otacon. Yeah, a hearing aid brand. Correct. Yeah. Uh, their audience constantly engages with them on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And you get a lot of uh, stories from the users mm -hmm. and they're really positive. Yeah. And that's like, it's such a source for creating more content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you're stealing, like you're talking about one of our c c client's competitors. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? <laughs> that's a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. Pain in that, I have a, I have a insight after I want to share with you. You can do it? Of, uh, no, of course aids. we can. I think it's can. good. I think it's fine. It's good. It's okay. Talk about the our clients' competitors. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Relax. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We were gonna edit right. in a chirp, chirp, chirp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's this client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We'll, they can pay for. We'll go to Autocon with us afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, you guys want to sponsor the episode? No, but I. I'm, they're doing great, great job, job with the building community. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's also like we're not oblivious that there's other brands out there. Like yeah. you have to be definitely within your market. You have to look at what others are doing. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, maybe let's elaborate a little bit on that. I would love to uh, hear you guys' ex a point. Uh, I would love to hear you guys' uh, opinion on what brands do you actually think is doing great and why so? I mean, the brands do different good, stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, personally, I follow... Just on top of your mind. I mean, I follow a lot. I think yeah. I follow almost every major brand. I mean, I think Burger King does a great job. I think you mentioned Slim Jim. Why? Why? What? Where I, does they excel? But that's... Uh, going back to that original point, they yeah. talk into their community. They, mm -hmm. they, they are part... Of, I've said this many times before, but like they are in the tribe, not out of the tribe trying to infiltrate it. They are yeah. very much like... They understand their audience, yeah. they understand their product and their brand, and they execute on that. They don't, and they're not there to sell. I mean, they are there to sell like burgers, mm. but they're also there to like, you know, they also make fun of themselves in large ways. Yeah. Like, so I think those brands also that can be a little bit more self-deprecating, can be a little bit more self-aware to say, okay, we know we're trying to sell you burgers or makeup or mm. hearing aids. and. And they reference that, and they know that, and they're not trying to like trick people. Mm. Then I think those are also really good transparency. Transparency in some ways, but it's even going beyond transparency yeah. to a place where you're letting your community in on the joke, mm. and they un you understand. It's yeah. almost like um, you don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, it's breaking the fourth wall yeah. in a sense in terms of advertising, and I think brands that are doing that are the mm. ones that are kind of winning these days. Yeah. So Burger King, I mean, even McDonald's to a large extent does a great job there. Um, we mentioned Slim Jim Liquid Death is doing quite fantastic work. Um, you know, Olaplex, we mentioned they're mm. using a ton of UGC, a ton of influencer content there, you know, really bolstering their community, doing stuff for their community. Um, so they're doing a great yeah. job. Do you want to add some of your favorite brands? <laughs> yeah. That mix emails. While you do that. <laughs> the ones I'm following, I'm like, um, can I name another agency? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think Maximum Effort is pretty cool. Yeah, 
Um, it's uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds uh, yeah. agency. Mm. Uh, yeah. And they do... I, he kind of transfers his humor into the, the things that they make. And uh, so he promotes also his own agency throughout uh, social media. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Uh, Liquid Death, as we talked, mm. uh, like it's a really, really cool brand. Uh, I think their campaigns are unique. Yeah. So, for example, the last Halloween, they made a vegan human meat uh, kind of campaign. Yeah. Uh, where they opened a restaurant. I think it was fake, but it's more the, the campaigns and the things they do. They mm. hired a witch doctor. Uh, to uh, so chant for the underdog in the Super Bowl mm. uh, and put $50,000 on the underdog. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, to back their bets. So it's all the things they do are a bit morbid, mm. but the concepts are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like, uh, I'm into uh, cycling in my free time. So mm. um, I'm also following tons of cycling brands. Yeah. One of the coolest ones that I know, uh, and I still think they're doing the best work out of all sports brands that I follow. It's uh, Rafa. Yeah. How they so? have their own production team. Mm -hmm. And I think they have taken a turn where they're saying content is king uh, and really doing things crazy, things that would their uh, viewers would find interesting and engage with. So instead of doing the regular route where you would do uh, Tour de France races and just post stuff from races mm. of like somebody finishing and cheering, you yeah. know, they do crazy things. So they do uh, social, sort of proper social media. So they create larger pieces of content mm. uh, and then down frame that into Instagram, Facebook, Insta stories, yeah. wherever. Yeah. So yeah, they're taking like a Netflix, like, like they would be like an entertainment brand. Yeah. They're taking like, okay, almost Red Bull style, like let's build bigger stories mm. like around yeah. racing and mm. biking yeah, and like then chop it up and not do like this, hey, we're sponsoring this athlete or we're doing this athlete. Exactly. Like, yeah. They're actually doing documentary sort of style and entertainment style yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, Building so, that kind of legacy <coughs> brand. Exactly. So, yeah. so one person might be doing like Tour de France in the old style where he's not supported for and the mm -hmm. documentary is like 30 minutes, but it takes the guy like 25 days to do yeah. it, right? Yeah. He's completely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, but it's really entertaining to watch. <laughs> uh, he did a 1,000-kilometer ride nonstop for 48 hours. Fuck. And Damn. he was hallucinating. Yeah. Of course he we was. We don't, uh, you know, I'm not saying that's a, you know. Uh, Something but it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, they do. We're doing that at the agency next, 48-hour briefs. Solid. <laughs> Just don't, yeah, don't sleep briefs. That's what they're called. I used to participate in uh, like uh, yeah, 48, hour. uh, 48 hour film. Uh, yeah. Festival creations. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do that at our summer party. Sounds fun. So, and then they I do like crazy ra race. You're, you're not sick. <laughs> We're going to, you're going to star in one of the movies. Okay. You're going to be. It's fine. If, as long as I'm the star, then yeah, it's yeah. fine. You got to be the star. Okay. Anyways, they create interesting content. Like yeah. one of the races was like, you could win a pig if you won, you know? So they, participate it's like an old french tradition to get a pig a travel yeah. pig you, you get a travel pig i yeah. guess uh, as like the yeah. the main prize mm. so it's a good prize uh they keep creating these kind of fun contents and yeah. then their art direction in general is yeah. just on point on point yeah, yeah they just know true their brand. to their brand yeah, yeah exactly 
Yeah, I think you're right. Rafa does yeah. a great job. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was just sw swiping through my Instagram because I'm following, I think it's either it's Yaya or it's Jaja Tequila. Mm. <laughs> and I've been following them for a while and they just have, you know, they're very, you know, I would just say interesting. Like they just, they go for the moment. They really show like, for example, when, when gas prices were really high, they're showing how much actually tequila is mm. versus gas prices and being like tequila is cheaper. So like my soul just drink tequila, <laughs> Don't which drive, is quite, just drink. you know, which is quite interesting. Right. Yeah. And they just actually so it's like a meme based as well. Yeah. It's meme based as well. And I think they just have like a really funny way of doing things like here. They did this. Coachella. They did this uh, billboard outside of Coachella. Yeah. I, I For see. those of you that aren't watching and aren't and are listening, it's a, it's a Coachella bound question mark. And there's a picture of Jesus with like a like a flower crown, and he's like Jesus is watching you. And then it's tequila is greater than drugs. Mm. <laughs> Maybe send it to our editor so he can have it. <laughs> edit it in the footage. Have that Solid. as the graphics. It's so and, good. But this is what I mean. Like yeah. uh, uh, this can easily be a it's playful uh, yeah. social media post. Yeah. yeah. And that's right. I mean, that's and this goes when people drive past this at Coachella, mm. they're like, oh, stop. I got to get a picture of this. This is so funny. Yeah. Right. And then it becomes a mm. viral sort of mm. thing. And they're trying to take over the Coachella yeah. sort of hashtag by having something that's interesting that people see on the way to Coachella. So it's smart. Can you uh, guys give me some examples of what not to do? We don't have to this any brands, but it just like what's what not to do and what should they then do to improve these faults or traps? I don't know what brands kind of advertising to like, I think like if you think too much, like, Hey, we have to promote our products and really push our USPs out there and make sure everybody understands like we are this, this, and this, and you know, and, and that's your main sort of goal is to get across your USPs. I think that always dies pretty quick. I mean, people are not on social media to get, advertised to they're there to get entertained they're there to like participate in a community and unless you, if you're doing that then you're gonna fail like if you're just pushing out ads don't do ads unless you're doing ads mm. <laughs> yes exactly like uh, really because yeah. instagram is somewhat like a you should see it as a lifestyle thing yeah where ask yourself what would you post on your feed because people follow those uh, like brands mm. because they 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 would like to be, you know, wearing them, feeling like that. Like it's a feeling that you have to portray in a way. Yeah, it is lifestyle. That's why we're on Instagram, um, right? You want that kind of. Yeah, but it's all entertainment. That. I mean, like social is entertainment. Sure. Like it's become places like you spend 90 minutes a day. Like the average person spends 90 minutes a day on TikTok. That's not people exposing themselves to advertising for 90 minutes. They're there to get entertained. They're there to mm. be feel like they are in the know that want to feel like, oh, I've got the latest update on what's going on in the world or this or that. So you have to feed into that. If you're there just saying, here's our latest X product and it allows you to do yeah. X, Y, and Z, do that with ads, hmm. do that, promote that. If you want good social organic content, you got to think way outside of that. Yeah. The basic question is like, what kind of value are you producing for your like followers? Yeah, but that's, I don't even think you should go that, like, because traditional marketers or marketers that don't get it will just be like, well, the value is that they understand what products we have and what that gives them. No, no, no. That's I mean, not like, real value. I'm, I'm like in the basic words, like, 
is it educational? Is it entertaining? Yeah. Is it uh, inspirational? Mm. Right. Um, does it create some awareness? You know, like what, what the are problem? the what do you get yeah. as the viewer by yeah. following this? So not the brand like, value, but kind of what value do your audience or your community yeah, exactly. really want to have? So yeah. like a Slim Jim is a pure entertainment. It's mm. it's purely just memes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so some other brands like uh, let's say Nova Nordisk. Yeah. Uh, they create awareness and education. Right. It's a pharmaceutical brand for those yeah. listening. Um, yeah. They, so you and have inspiration. To, and inspiration. Yeah. But you have to kind of think, what is that value that I bring with this mm. to the viewer? Right. What do they get out of it? Yeah. Maybe it's just an art piece. Great. You know? Yeah. Uh, so True. they get inspired from yeah. it. Yeah. Just on that note, like that's, I think, lately what Bang & Olufsen has been doing is yeah. creating this kind of value of like an art piece rather than interesting uh, i'm gonna have to follow them um, yeah bang olofsson sound i was but you unfollowed jeez cut that out cut, cut that out, out. i'm <laughs> trying to sell it <laughs> <laughs> well okay i mean i have a last thing i want to tap into which is actually you mentioned and Chris, you showed this billboard thing that uh, Jaja is doing, for instance. Yeah. And we're talked about kind of yeah. ads, sorry, our TV advertisement, commercial, that's maybe actually a social uh, ad, basically, yeah. or, or social campaign. So these lines are kind of blurred, right? So I want to tap into this social media versus or with traditional ads, tra traditional marketing. Um, can you expand a little bit on that is there any synergies can traditional advertising be on social and what's kind of the premises there yeah um i think there's some blurred lines as mm -hmm. we we're talking right yeah we can see more and more brands doing the sort of both rather than one or the other um one of the examples was the mountain dew that's like mm. goes on both they're recently like burger king does it all the time like they just released the the poop emoji uh ice cream i mm. don't know if you have seen that yeah uh, yeah so i mean with that they're also getting tons of traction just from influencers you know taking yeah. their pictures on social media even though it's the traditional way of thinking about things mm. of just creating brand awareness through that right um besides that um i know a a great example was also you know the for uh, for homeless people, there's a magazine here in Denmark. Yeah, yeah. who's for B? Yeah, there's one in UK exactly like that as well. Mm. And then due to Corona, they actually went down in sales massively, mm. almost to a zero. Yeah, because there's no businessman going to the to you know to work. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it was f mostly focused on the businessmen outside of buildings when they go on a break. Yeah. So what they did is they transformed that to be a social campaign uh, yeah. and they made like a collaboration with linkedin mm. Mm. um where they gave a uh, free paid ads so yeah. they advertised it to the with through geolocations mm. to the people uh, that work in those buildings around where they would usually sell yeah. so they would let's say his name is mark mm. mark would usually work around buildings around his block mm. those geolocations were then advertised and then the people who commented or liked, he got instantly could contact all those people. 
do you want to buy a subscription? The sales increased massively. Uh, mm. They, the homeless people became the sales reps mm. and the community managers because they would reply and talk with them. And they would set up like proper LinkedIn accounts mm. with, uh, you know, like sales rep, da da da. They would take a proper image of him, you okay. know, uh, and it's just way better. Yeah. That's interesting. That's smart. And they would job, digitalize right? them. Yeah. yeah. And it's a legit job from there yeah. on. Um, Interesting. And of course, it went on to traditional media from there on, mm. like yeah. TV, uh, news, all of it. Yeah, mm. that's cool. Um, should should we then think uh, TV first, and then how can we use this in in on social or? Yeah, I think you have to like completely blur the lines and think yeah. of it like as a big thing. Like, start with the strategy, figure out what is what do you actually want to do. Where does yeah. your target audience live? Mm. If your target audience is sixty-year-olds that never watch, uh, or seventy-year-olds that never open social media, even know, though TV. that's changing, maybe yeah. it's better to do TV or you know put poster Newspapers. ads right out the, yeah. outside their uh, thing. Think what is the best for your target mm -hmm. audience. But if it's zennials. Probably TV is not the the place for your yeah. campaign to be. Yeah. For those of you listening, Zillennials are those in-betweeners from Generation Z and Generation M. Millennials. Is is? Millennials? Yeah. What is Generation? Is it is it Gen M? No, it's Gen... It's just Millennials. Yeah. Gen Y. No. Is it just Millennials? Yeah, There's no Gen next to it? No, I don't think no. so. There's yeah, Gen millennial. X, Millennials, and then... There's Gen X, and then yeah, there's Baby Boomers. Ex, I'm, I'm a and those Millennial. those who don't know, Millennials no, start from 1988. Are you? Oh, yeah, you are I have no idea. Sorry. The, the no, number changes all the time. I don't really... I'm not anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I think my, you're I'm my own generation. Oh, no. Generation K for Cubby. <laughs> oh, okay, CK. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, Chris Carbonus. Generation CK. I get that. Um, but that's really interesting, it. you know, uh, that we don't have to look necessarily as, uh, you know, TV don't have to, traditional commercial advertisement don't have to look at social media as a foe, but maybe there's a lot of synergies nowadays to actually make friends. I think it's going to move more and more towards social, though. Like, yeah. And more away from the TV. Yeah, we've seen like that. I mean, it. It has been happening advertising forever. Spend on TV is is less than social now. Yeah, the, it surpassed it last year, I think. There you go. Yeah, that data, 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 facts. Uh, so I think as we're moving forward, this is just going to be like one big thing. You obviously you figure out who are you selling to, but mm -hmm. as as you would do always, but social is just becoming a bigger and bigger, and we we know that. All right. Thank you guys for sharing and here you have it guys. S let me summarize the conversation we just had. For good content creation, we need a thumb stopper. We need something that resonates with the community and based on insights. And then for when you really want to create a creative campaign built, it should be built on solid foundation, which is strategy and research, which will help you put more meat on the bone for the creative concepts. And examples of good brands who does that is seeing things holistically. And this taps into what's relevant for the community, consumers, audience, users, whatsoever. And lastly, you got to look for synergies between traditional placements and then social to get most value of your creative content. Wow. That was awesome. Sounds great. smart. Yes. That's yeah, you guys were smart. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. Subscribe, leave your thoughts, your feedback, your likes and dislikes with us, everything. And then we 
want to thank you for listening and tune in for the next one. See you guys. See you. Adios. This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast. <laughs>